HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil that rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Hey, Souther. That was a fun event yesterday. Yeah, man. We had a lot of fun with... Um, Pharaoh Kina uh, and the venerable Phil, Phil Duff over at, at my little bar, Mori Margo. You came in the afternoon. Everybody's drinking out of spoons, man. Drinking out of spoons, taking it like medicine. Yeah, that stuff was invented by a doctor as a um, method to ward off um, the rampant anemia that was going on during... So a, it was like an iron supplement, right? Yeah, it's iron citrate amaro. It's cool. delicious, really minerally. Yeah. How'd you like it? I made it, you a few drinks. It's Yeah, the drinks were great, man. I, I expected that coming from you. No, uh, it's just, yeah, it's really cool, like historic, interesting, weird. <laughs> That's the thing, project. you know. A lot of Amaro's, well, a lot of spirits in general have that uh, that sort of historical point, but Amaro's in, uh, especially because they're, um, they're, they're most of them started out as medicine, and this one did as well. This was made by a doctor, and it was um, produced to, like, like I mentioned, ward off the really rampant anemia that was going on in Italy at that time, you know, turn of the century, um, because the people were kind of poor and they weren't getting any iron in their diet. Yeah. Uh, so they would literally take this as a dose. It was a, it was a, a, a tablespoon for an adult and a teaspoon for a, a, a kid every day. And then anemia went away and everybody got healthy, but this was sort of still considered kind of delicious and made its way into cocktails in the modern day. So a re-release in the United States, pretty cool. Yeah. What do you got coming up? You're heading out of town tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon uh, for a big, the One Moto show. It's a big motorcycle show. I uh, got there for that. But then I'm going to, I am going to pop up to, uh, to Seattle for a night to go to Lorsan, uh, Zach Overman. He used to work at uh, Fort Defiance. Oh, he I know that guy. Big, yeah, so we battled it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So he was at Rob Roy for a while. So now he's opening his new restaurant, which 
receiving rave reviews. I can't wait to check that out. I uh, drool over their Instagram. Beautiful looking yeah, food. It's really cool. Can't really wait till I go out there. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I mean, I've never actually been to Seattle, so oh, wow. if you have any suggestions, you know. Well, Avi, you just mentioned Rob Roy, and of course, you know, Alfred and New have opened up mm-hmm. um, No Anchor. Definitely kind of a, go in there. Kind of a weird beer bar. And then soon they're opening up Navy Strength. That's what I'm going out. I'm going out in March to see that. And then I'll Gotta see, go to the Zigzag, right? I'll see Laura saying. Oh, yeah, Zigzag. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. It's also just a cool place to get to. It's kind of like on the hillside. You got to walk down yeah. these crazy zigzagging stairs. I'm sure that's where they got their name. Oh. Crazy. See, I know nothing about it. Have fun in Seattle. Yeah. Um, what about you? What do you got going? I'm taking off tomorrow to go down to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, um, where I've been invited by a group of fellows who've opened a bar that basically pays homage to my little Amore Margo. Oh. A bar with no syrups, no juices, nothing shaken, heavily driven by Amaro, and stirred drinks. Cool. Called Addendum. Nice. They invited me down to their opening night. I'm going down tomorrow with one of our studio guests. Kimmy Winkler is going to go down with me. Kimmy Winkler is here from Novofogo Cachaca. And in the studio also we have Jen Marshall who's here representing Reykjavadka. Vodka. Reykjavadka. Vodka. I always want to put that Y in there. Reykjavadka. Vodka. <laughs> and welcome to the show, ladies. Yeah. Thanks. Thank Hi, guys. you. Happy to have you. Yeah, so uh, let's get going. Yeah. What are we talking about, Southern? I think we're just going to just chit-chat about like the life of a brand rep in New York City or in general, really. You guys travel a lot as well, right? Mm-hmm. Where have you been lately, Kimmy? Oh, well, I just got back from Paris, which was really fun. It was a little bit more fun than work, probably, but uh, <laughs> we had a lot of great spirits and cocktails there, too. Um, and I'm looking forward to going to D.C. with you tomorrow to check out that market as well. Um, what is your market? Uh, well, it's mostly the Northeast with the touch points in the Southeast, So, um, but it, it also includes a, a little bit of Canada, uh, Toronto, and Montreal. Um, and then, you know, I live in New York, but we have Boston, the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Red. Yay. Nice. I didn't really realize that D.C. was part of your thing. I thought you were just tagging along because you want to hang out with me. Well, that, that, <laughs> that is why. But mm-hmm. Some people like to just hang out with me. I do. Um, there are very few of them. Um, and then, Jen Marshall, you're Rick Avaka. What is your, like, zone? My zone is technically just New York. And primarily Metro New York. So just the city? Yeah, just the city pretty much. And then obviously in the summer we do the Hamptons. But um, even though I'm not a national ambassador, I still end up going to a lot of the national events that are, you know, the most obvious ones. I'll go to Tales. I'll go. We're going to go up to Thurs Boston this year. Um, Ooh, I might be going up and doing something to, up there. Last year we were. Maybe in. with Alton Brown if I can get, oh, him, yeah. get on board. Yeah, um, Nick, uh, Nick Korn wants uh, me and Alton to do a, a cooking slash drinking thing to get drink. To get the, to get the foodie set more interested in the drinking thing. Nice. Oh, that. If that makes any sense, that's a real rough analogy. What it is we're doing, (laughs) if we're doing it at all. Alton, are you listening? Um, (laughs) And Jen and I are gonna we're gonna do Tales Edinburgh this Uh year. Yep, super excited for that. You're both going. Oh, so am I. Are you going? Yeah, Damon. I don't know. Tales Edinburgh. Yeah, come with us. Get on. All right, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna get you fitted for a kilt. Awesome. A kilt, a kilt and cowboy boots. It'll be your look. I'll wear a matching skirt for your kilt. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so you both do a fair amount. And both of you have been at this for a while. I think Kimmy's been doing it longer, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, Jen's definitely been in the industry longer than I have. But I started brand work in, like, 2011. Right? That's a yeah. long time for a brand rep, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was doing it a little bit before in 2010, but I didn't have my, like, first full-time job. 
um, until 2011, and then I didn't stop. We just kept going. So, and you haven't fizzled out, and that's key. Yay! <laughs> right. I think that's, a lot of that has to do with your sort of attitude, and that's one of the reasons I asked the both of you to be on at the same time. You guys have, I think, a unique perspective on how to operate as brand representatives and stay true to your brands, but not alienate other brands or alienate other people. In fact, like I feel like it's an unfortunate truth in our world that a lot of the brand reps become their brand and that then I think shakes them out of their authenticity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. A, a, a quick way to say that is like at Cienfuegos when I took over operations up there for the time that I did when I went up there the music that they played was all Cuban music and granted it's a Cuban bar Cuban theme Cuban food Cuban drinks but I thought to myself even in Cuba, they don't always play Cuban right. music from the 40s and 50s, right? They mix it up. Some of that's in there. It becomes inauthentic to be so authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I feel like there's a lot of brand reps out there that kind of do that, too. And you guys don't. You support one another. You support other brands. You support bars that maybe even you're not even on the bar of. I see you come to my bar. I don't have vodka at all. Right. Right? Right. High tide raises all boats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially how does your when, how do your how do your bosses how does your brand view that? Is that okay? I mean, I guess it's got to be okay. You're just doing it all the time, like bosses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's never <laughs> it's never you know gotten to the point where somebody's been like, okay, don't you know, be friendly with this brand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, with with our companies anyway. And I feel like that might be the case for some other companies. Who knows? Um, but it's essentially like such the industry in especially in this market in New York City is so. We're so tight knit. It doesn't make sense to, I don't know, sort of like have this sort of opposing attitude about it. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's like, well, maybe. I mean, even with other vodkas, I'm friendly with other vodka reps. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's we're all in this. We can f- peacefully coexist. Peaceful yeah. coexist. <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, in, in the brand war, <laughs> 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 the brand war world. Yeah, I mean, what I notice a lot is that you know, like if you, I mean, of course, it's a lot of our friends that you know work in these positions. I'm not going to name names or brands or anything. Like that, I'll but, start naming them. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like if you to have that attitude, it really kind of like goes against what, for instance, you know, Southern and I have both bartenders, and we go to. the visit each other's bars and we hang out outside of the bar and talk about bartending because we can learn from each other. It's like you said before, uh, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong you're room. You're in the wrong room, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, if, you're, if, if there's nothing else for you to learn, then you're kind of, you're screwing yourself really. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that said, you know, I feel like that translates to the way the two of you, uh, you know, approach your jobs in this industry. And I think it's, I, I think it's refreshing as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, yeah, you guys can swear on the radio. It's great. I feel like I don't see that a lot so much in other cities in New York. I mean, like you said, it's very tight knit and it just makes sense to do. For instance, like if you can collaborate with two brands at like one, like programmed event at a bar, one mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you you're doubling your audience or maybe, you know, you're yeah, at least I mean, doubling your audience. I mean, I, I think that that's certainly worth saying about New York. Mm-hmm. You guys have both, I think all three of you have mentioned that it's kind of that way in New York, but shouldn't it be that way everywhere? Like, I, you know, you think so, but I, I think... always whack on Des Moines, Iowa. I've never been. Um, but like in Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, if the brand reps aren't like rallying together, then their impact has got to be so much smaller. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, the example that I use here in New York that, that I think kind of sucks because you guys are kind of the exemplar of this thing that we're talking about. Maybe we're 
totally off base, but I don't think we are because I see a ton of brand reps. I'm now the USBG president here in New York, and when we have our meetings, I'll notice some folks who aren't there. Mm-hmm. And then when I see those folks, I'll be like, hey, why weren't you at the meeting? And they'll say things to me like, well, it wasn't sponsored by my brand, so I can't come. I've literally had brand reps say that to me. That is the entire opposite. Uh, that's antithetical to what it is the USBG is doing and what we're trying to create as a community. Like, I think that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. David and I are bartenders. We stake our entire reputation and our income on the fact that we build a community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brand reps kind of should be the same, I think. And you guys are, and I don't think everybody else is. I'm not knocking anybody. I know that they're getting dictums from their from their corporate mm-hmm. you know, structure and all that jazz. You know, can't be seen in a photo with a brand that I don't represent. So I can't even go to an event that has a big presence by another brand because it's sponsored by them because I might be in a photo. Yeah, that's crazy. That's exactly the craziest thing. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I like what you, uh, Damien was saying earlier. It's not like the photographers have to be like, gotcha. <laughs> oh, I know you're the brand rep for this whiskey. Yeah. And I saw you fire. drinking gin. <laughs> Gabby Porter's like Nailed in camo, yeah, like propelling right. <laughs> from the ceiling, <laughs> firing off. Right. Natasha mustache with her fucking camouflage <laughs> and bushes on her head. Like, Oh, that's funny. Keller hat. Gotcha. <laughs> but what were you saying, Kimmy? No, I mean, I definitely, Jen and I learn from each other every day. So, I mean, I love working with her, and it's a great collaboration. But I think we've done a, a couple of times where we've tried to bring, successfully actually, bring several brands together to um, um, our liquor treat event. Oh, that amazing. Was, it was probably. Liquor treat, that was Halloween, right? Yeah, that yeah. was Halloween. Yeah. And it, it's one of my most favorite things that we've done, but it was great. Um, and all it took was just actually reaching out to those brands and trying to bring them together. Um, and it worked. It was great. It's, it's because we have Let's, a good relationship we, with other brands that we were able to do that. You want to pause real fast and just describe liquor treat for the listener? Oh, <laughs> uh, we did a. a sorry. <laughs> liquor treat. We, liquor treat. Mm. We did an event for. Um, Halloween, where we brought together, I think it was like maybe five or six different brands and brand ambassadors, and created a um, a scavenger hunt um, to several um, New York City bars, where each brand had um, a treat for the um, attendees at each bar. But we created clues, so you had to figure out which bar you were talking about, and then had um, sort of a finale um, at Holiday Cocktail yeah, Lounge. Yeah, right, Everyone the went around, and, and the, the treat, I think, was mostly, anyway, uh, miniature bottles of that brand. It, they, you had to yeah. figure out the bar. You had a team you went with. You mm-hmm. couldn't break up the team. You couldn't, like... You uh, had to go, take a picture take a photo. Photo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was great for... Uh, it got some um, traction on social media. It got some hashtag action. It got some photos for all the brands. It was lifting for all the brands. It was a fun event. People got to move around throughout the and night. And for the bars and for the people who did it. I think yeah. everybody and, was benefited from it. Yeah. Everybody. So. And, it, and that was, like, a direct result of our good relationships with other brands because why not you know mm-hmm. how is that how like doing an event like that in no way is going to hinder my rega sales right <laughs> if well, anything it's just going to raise them you know yeah. it's like right. and that and that sort of awareness yeah and i think it's important to know that like what you guys did in that particular event is you you built a bar <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think it's a uh you know, not, again, I'm not bashing on brands, but I feel like I see so many things that come down from corporate that make brands work harder for themselves. You know, no bar would survive if it only had one brand on its back bar. Mm-hmm. So you guys did a thing where it was like, oh, let's go to each of these bars and get these little minis, and then you set up your own little back bar, right? Miniature back bar with miniature bottles. Yeah. I've actually brought in product from seeing, like, groups of brand ambassadors and brand reps hanging out and going yeah. out together and hating bars. I'm like, man, these people are... They get it. They're cool. I like them. I'm going to support the brand. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we reach out to them. We have them on our little radio program. 
six, pe- six people out there listening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, well, cool. Uh, it's great to talk to you about this kind of thing. I see some bottles sitting on the table. One is your brand, and one is neither one of your brands. So we're going to taste some drinks uh, right after the break. So we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back and drink some booze in the studio with Kimmy Winkler and Jen Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan Silbert, founder and CEO of Q Drinks. And we're proud to support the Speakeasy. At Q Drinks, we make spectacular carbonated mixers crafted to mix with your favorite spirits. Based right here in Brooklyn, we're available nationally in six flavors, including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin and tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow mules. I started the company after a night in my backyard with good gin, really good friends, and lousy tonic water. I realized the world needed better mixers, so I made them. Q-Drinks uses real ingredients, a lot less sugar, and a lot more carbonation. The result? Clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q-Drinks, it's easy to create terrific drinks with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit, and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. It's simple and spectacular. Q-Drinks. Make your drink spectacular. And we are back. You're yeah. listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. We have our good friends Jen Marshall and Kimmy Winkler in the studio today. We've been talking a little bit about the camaraderie of brand work. You yeah. know, just representing your friends as long as well as your brand. You know, representing, representing. Um, speaking of representing, let's talk about something we're not representing at all. <laughs> What's this bottle on the table, Jen? <laughs> this is actually a, a bottle that I've had in my house for a long time. In the in the um, so this is just from your private collection. You're just it is sharing something with us. Yeah, exactly. It's like bring something to drink. Um, it's the Leadberry. It's an old Virtue Cider. I don't know. Actually, I really don't know. Somebody will, I'm sure, tell me after this um, whether it's still in production. But it's basically a Tom Oliver collaboration dry English cider. Leadberry, B-U-R-Y. What, uh, what made you bring this for us today? Do I, there's ice here. Do I put ice in it? I mean, it's, I have it for the option. Because I don't know how I'll, I'll put a little in everybody's plastic cup. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, why? Really, honestly, I was like looking at it and I was like, oh, what I like to drink. And that was what I picked. That's what you wanted to drink. That's what I wanted to drink. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the way you should do that. And actually, that, that, that sort of... Drink what you want. It's a fine segue to the, to the other thing you were saying about drinking sort of what you want and not always being forced to, you know, like literally if I drink only vodka every day, all day, that wouldn't be authentic, right? Well, you know, I think it it does make a lot of sense, you know, like (laughs) also if you drink vodka all day, every day, (laughs) pass, moving on. (laughs) I was just thinking, you know, like there, there are some brands and like, don't get me wrong, there are brands that I, I, I love, but I'm like, dude, like like certain Amari, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. like namings, but like certain Amari and liqueurs and things like that that are just like what they are. I would I would feel weird if I had like a brand job with them and had like had to, was forced to drink that like <laughs> right. every drink every day. I would get like fatigued from that, you know. Right. And this is not to say that I don't actually stand behind my brands 100. percent Of course. In addition to Rake, I work with Anjareas as well, and that is so much fun to work with. That's and so much. The Verde is. Yeah, it's incredible, and and being able to play with that. But you know, it's 
it's not an everyday thing for, for anybody yeah. on the planet. Because nothing is. This is shockingly delicious. Mm-hmm. It's much drier oh, than I expected. So dry. Bone dry. See, that's the thing. I, I you know... I fall down my own pigeonhole. I've, I've, I've cast, I've typecast my own self as this bitter guy. So then, anything that even remotely sounds sweet to me, I probably just don't give it a chance. Like cider, I'd be like, no, nah, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is super dry. But the, I mean, it's, it's kind of like cider in the United States has like a really bad reputation that we're starting to you know, like yes. dig ourselves out of that hole. You know, exactly. because like it, with products like this, this is one. yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the kind of stuff that like the world is known for. Ever, but we were, you know, so used to having these super sweet, like, like basically, you know, soda pop yeah. <laughs> of uh, cider, you yeah. know. Um, and it's really inter- like, I, you know, I not that I'm, I, you know, I'll just go. To, I'm probably never going to have Angry Origin on this show, so I'll use them <laughs> as an example. <laughs> um, now you're not for sure. Yeah. Next week's show sponsored by Angry Orchard. <laughs> that, that would really suck. <laughs> But, you know, I think there's, you know, a ton of different spirit, spirit categories that in the United States we've also had. We've had to dig ourselves out of this, like, really sickening, sweet, you know, idea of, of drinks you know, in the United States for a very long time. But it's cool. And especially, that's why we have brand ambassadors. So much so that the, that the not-too-sweet meme is, like... Yeah, the not-too-sweet so, is... You know, it's one of my bartenders, One of my bartenders, Sean... And Chris Elford, who lives out in Seattle, who you'll meet up when you're out there. With. They both, on the same day, went together and got tattoos on their arms that say, not too not sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> I, I love that, man. So good. <laughs> so Sean will be at the That's bar talking to amazing. someone. And they'll say they like their drink not too sweet. And he'll just be like, huh. And hold his arm up to his chin. like, a, And it's right there so they can see it. Oh, not too sweet. Huh? Um, okay, so I just poured, uh, you may have heard on the radio there. Uh, I just poured some, some other liquid into another glass. What am I pouring here, Kimmy Winkler? Uh, um, today I brought um, our new Nova Fogo limited release uh, Graciosa. This is actually a really special mark for us. It's um, part of our Two Wood series, so we're only going to get about a um, very limited amount, about 40 cases in all of New York City, so when it's gone, it's gone. Um, this one is aged for about two years in ex-bourbon barrels, and then it finishes for about 18 months in uh, Brazil nut wood barrels, which is uh, an endangered but indigenous wood um, to Brazil. So um, Brazil, it says chestnut. Is that same? Is that the same thing? Chestnut. It says oak and chestnut on the bottle. Yes, it's it's Brazil Brazilian yes. chestnut. Yes. Got it. Um, but it's, it is an endangered wood, so we're trying to be really careful about um, how we're using these woods. They're great for um, aging cachaça in, but um, they are endangered. So we're trying to um, be really careful with how we use them and not overuse them. So That's a big point of contention for your whole company, right? You're very, like, hardcore about yes. sustainability and... Mm-hmm. Protecting the rainforest and making sure that, you know, we're not overusing resources that don't need to be overused. So uh, this is the second in our um, two wood series. The first one is the Tanager, which is a little bit more readily available. The Graciosa is super limited. So um, it's actually named after a historic road that goes um, from the mountains through the rainforest to the water. Um, yeah. And Have you delicious. gotten to go down there? I mean, you've only been working with this company for how long? Yeah. Oh, for about five months, yeah. Yeah, you're new to this one. You've been brand repping for a long time, but you're new to this one. Yes. But yep. you've been down to see the facility? I have, and it was incredible. Definitely a life-changing experience, um, a heavily immersive experience, too. So, And it is. It's right in the middle of the rainforest, and there, you're not allowed to 
cut any part of the rainforest down. So we're talking about working with like natural clearings um, that are kind of like spotty around the distillery facility. Um, but we only had two barrels of this particular um, finishing barrel, and that's why we only have such a limited quantity of it. But Amazing. Anyway. Let's taste it. Damage, you already tasted it? I've been tasting it <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It's delicious. It's really uh, smooth. Yeah. Yummers. <laughs> um, cool. Man, it's got a lot of vanilla and a lot of, like, some kind of creaminess, like yeah, creamy it's, nuts. It's true. It doesn't have that mm-hmm. sort of, that, that cachaca finish that is so prominent in, in a lot of others. It's delicious. I mean, all it of tastes- them are, but... For me, it's like a little bit. It has like this, like ooh, it's warm too. What is it? Almost sweetness of on the finish or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It's really it's, nutty. it's almost like like a forty-two percent, eighty-four proof. It's almost like an Armagnac finish, or yeah, like, you know. Mm-hmm. There we go. Armagnac, some sort of some kind of like I mean, Oloroso I mean, you sherry, know, somewhat I close. I was going to say sherry. You know, somewhat close cousins, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. We've got all these Solid. fun toys in here today. This is great. Yeah, cider good with drinks, a good drinks. Cider with a cachaça chaser. Yeah, this is like a, this is a pretty sweet, uh, not sweet uh, boilermaker we got going here today. Not too sweet. Yeah, yeah, nice and dry boilermaker. Um, and you, you've been down to Brazil, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned earlier in the show you were going to take me down, or did I think of that? Uh, that <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I've never been. Just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, me neither. Oh yeah, let's all go together. Sure. Um, yeah. Damon, you in? <laughs> I'm so, well, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? You convinced me. We get a motorcycle and ride down that road yes. she talked about yeah, to the man. river. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Probably um, don't even have to wear a helmet. Yeah. But Jim, I will anyway. <laughs> you have been, um, you've been on the DL for almost six weeks. I have been. I have been in hiding, just recovering from a full hip replacement. And today is actually the third time I've left the house in a month. You're like one-third robot or something. I'm completely a cyborg <laughs> now. I have titanium in my body. Um, and it's the healing is coming along really well. It was really, really painful at first, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but it was also really painful pre-surgery. Uh, so... Listen, kids, 15 years of bartending and genetics. I think that's worth noting. <laughs> don't, uh, they don't go well together. It was arthritis, but it was, I think, also brought on by of really course. like some, the life in this industry, you know? Yeah, I think that's worth noting. You know, we got a lot of, uh, you know, our sort of luminaries and guys who've been doing this for a long time, maybe up to it, including myself, when I put out that sort of cry for help when I, I needed new shoes, which if you look at my feet, I still haven't gotten, right? I'm still you wearing vans not. like a sucker. P.S. Love Vans. I've been wearing them for all my Next life. Show. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Vans. I've been wearing them all my life. But <laughs> it's, it's time that I, I change. I have to change. And, and the reason is I don't want to, you know. End up like I, me? I don't want to end up like you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't want, I can't afford to be not working for six weeks. And I can't afford to be walking around with a crutch behind a bar. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, at least I mean, it's an interesting... something I wanted to touch on while you were here is just like, yeah. I think it's important that we reiterate to those who are in our field and want to be in our field for a long amount of time. You know, this is no longer just a thing you do during college. This is a thing you do as a career. Uh, footwear matters, exercise matters, yoga, stretching, all those things. Like I stretch before every um, shift, which is, a, which is a hangover from my former career when I was a butcher. We would all stretch in the mornings before work really? because we're going to be lifting, yeah. turning, bending, you know, floppy giant chunks of meat and like you needed to be limber and ready for that. And yeah, I think it's important to note, um, 
but that's that's a thing. And we're glad you're recovering, and we're super glad you came down to the show. Yeah, and I'm happy that I wasn't. I mean, this is a, you know, when I initially switched over to the supplier side from behind the bar, I had. I don't know, a year and a half, two years of reticence and oscillating back and forth between deciding if I wanted to do it. And, you know, right now is this time where I'm thinking, God, thank, thank goodness I did that because, you know, it, had I still been behind a bar without insurance, it would have been a different story for me altogether. Well, yeah, you so, wouldn't have been able to work for a while, not no. just the surgery and the recovery, yeah, but you were, you have, you've had a cane in your hand, which can't be behind the bar for Exactly. Months. For th- like three, four months leading up to this. Yeah. So, um, Super smart looking, real cool, by the way. So, the pimp cane, yes. <laughs> nobody, nobody, Still hasn't nobody canes dazzled. like you. <laughs> nobody canes like you. But we, uh, but you know, just thinking about like, I'm so grateful for how well the company took care of me. Yeah. You know, and, and that I didn't have to worry about a lot of things I would have had to otherwise. And, right. and, and it makes it, um, you know, another aspect of making it easier to do my job, aside yeah. from the fact that I get to work with friends and awesome other brand people that I love. It's like, you know. Yeah, I want to talk real fast about your both your experiences as a brand rep, um, as becoming a brand rep. Jen was behind the bar for years, and you were never behind the bar. I was never behind the bar. That's true. That's Still true. never behind the bar. Well, sometimes you you let me stand behind there. Sometimes no. <laughs> yeah, like the Vanna White. You're like, oh, don't touch anything. Here's the smell. <laughs> uh, you're like my presenter. Um, yeah, so how does that even happen? How does that happen for either of you? I have no idea how it happens at all. Well, for me, it was I was actually basically I was. Were you recruited? Coached. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was. I was um, the you know I opened Nighthawk. I was the buyer there, the buyer manager there, and Nighthawk and Cinema in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Indeed, that's the one. And um, you know, I mean, basically, my contact, who's now my friend and boss at William Grant, which she basically tried for several years, like, come work with me. What are you doing? Why are you working so hard? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm a bartender. Never. Um, and then you were lured in. And then I was, well, I just woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Kimmy's case, it was problem modeling, right? Yeah. Mine was a much, much different different story than that. I have just moved to New York. Actually, the same friend. God. Yeah. Thanks, Danielle Brady Wild. <laughs> Good job. Um, she um, was a friend of mine just organically in the world, and I wasn't doing a whole lot, and she had uh, recruited me to basically memorize kind of like these thick manuals on um, uh, two single malt scotch whiskeys to do like... Um, custom presentations for groups of like lawyers and things like this and basically I think she hired me because she knew I could like memorize the material <laughs> um, and it, and I actually really enjoyed it and I loved it until like um, you know a couple months into doing these sort of events um, I was giving one of these presentations on the brand and um, a guy like raised his hand and asked me a question about single malt scotch as a category in general versus the particular brand that I was speaking to, and I was horrified and embarrassed that I didn't know the answer to this question because it was not in the book that I had read and studied. Um, and because the brand only gave you brand specific materials. Well, and then and in fairness, that's what the the presentation was on, and I was of course. and I loved every and I knew the ins and out of everything about those particular brands, but. Um, and after that, because of sort of the embarrassment of that, um, I took it upon myself to like really study like that category and to um, go visit bars and learn from bartenders and things like this. And that just sort of actually over about a year elevated it and like I was just sort of doing self-study into other spirits and 
Danielle came to me one day and was like, um, she, I, she said, I have a job for you. It's, it's a full-time job. And I was like, no, I don't want a job. And she was like, it's doing exactly what you're doing on your own already. She's like, it's, I need you to, and it was my first full-time job, um, in the industry as an ambassador person, which was working with the bartenders and going and visiting them and, um, exploring new opportunities. Um, and it was great. And I honestly, I loved it and I've loved every single job I've had since then. So that first guy who asked you that question that was off brand for the thing you were talking Mm -hmm. about that day, maybe spurred your interest in knowing more about the industry in general. And even though you work for a brand, you are connected to other brands at all times. Just yeah. like what we're talking about today. Full circle, baby. Yay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it's also coincidental that the same person hooked yeah. you guys up. How- I actually never thought Thanks, about Steve. that. I didn't either. I, didn't. I think she might be listening right now. I don't know. <laughs> How long have you two been friends? Me and Jenner. Yeah. Uh, so did this happen independent? Uh, you didn't know each other? Well, so I knew Danielle like organically in the world. Yeah, and we then, met through Danielle as well. We met, yeah, we met through Danielle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when she was still working at Nighthawk, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. And then it's just been you guys are like lovely ever since. Besties, yeah. you, live, you live across the street from each we other. Do. <laughs> we couldn't be happier. Uh, she's like, I see your lights on your home. You want to come over? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be right over. Let's <laughs> <laughs> order pizza. <laughs> Uh, well, great. Do you guys have like a string and cans? Like, we so can, we, we joked about this. I can I can access her Wi-Fi for what that's worth. Wow. Yes, and I can. Our Wi-Fi show up on yeah. each other's. Yeah, that's funny. That's pretty close by. Maybe you should just <laughs> consolidate your bill and have one. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, a bad idea. Get a booster. <laughs> get a booster to make sure. But yeah. Um, man, super fun having you both on the air. Um, it's always super fun to see you both at the bars. Can't wait to see you back in the bars, Jen. I can't wait to be. You're going back to work official next week. And next week, yeah, and then I'll be out and about again. Cool. Well, you get, I haven't been ignoring anybody. Well, you got lucky that you, you get to miss Valentine's Day. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and January is all together. Yeah, true, right? Not the best. Um, although weather is unbelievable, 61 degrees here in Brooklyn today. So uh, climate change is, a, is an ultimate Though fact. I understand it will snow tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, Climate change doesn't exist. Uh, all right, team, we're going to wrap it up. Next week's show is going to be uh, Mal Spence. Is it Spence or Spencer? Do you remember? Spence. Spence. Mal Spence, who is the brand global brand investor, oh. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what he is. From Black Bottle. <laughs> I know who he is. I mean, it's Black Bottle Scotch. We're going to have Hal Wolin in the studio with him, uh, who's their brand rep. Um, uh, and Mal's Who is gonna, also our buddy. I was going to say, we love Hal. Like. Yeah, everybody's buddy. Um, but, yeah, they're going to come in. Uh, Mal's from Scotland, so we're going to hear a, a nice, thick brogue and um, get, get all excited about going gonna to Scotland. Are you going to wear your kilt? And maybe I will. It's a yeah. good idea. I'll be, um, I'll be listening from an airplane coming back. Oh, that's back. right. You won't be here. It'll just be me and Mal and Hal. Um, and then they, those guys are definitely going over to Grand Army afterwards to do a Black Bottle Scotch-sponsored uh, happy hour uh, from 5 to 7. Um, yeah, that's all we've got. I think. Oh, actually, there's one more small thing. Pretty big thing. Please pay some attention to Creative Drunk, my uh, um, social media handle on all uh, platforms, because I have a huge announcement coming up that I'm going to leak a little bit of right now. We're opening a new bar. Okay. What is it? (laughs) Right here in good old New York City, USA. Um, But yeah, we're going to be opening a new bar, and it's got some very cool parts to it um, that I will slowly reveal. And it's going to be soon. The slow reveal. Maybe maybe not even two months, Damon. Really? You that need, quick? You need any shifts? Well, we already have the space. It's <laughs> it's already got a license. It's, oh, that's true. We just need to do a little buffing and polishing and then flesh out our concept, which, um, well, fuck it, I'll reveal it now. Um, charity. It's going to be a charity bar. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do um, 
the overwhelming majority of all proceeds are going to go to charities, especially all the charities that are kind of being shit on right now, like Planned Parenthood, uh, ACLU, uh, women's rights, etc. Um, at least in the beginning, and then that's going to be the, the the tack of the bar for its entire lifetime. That's a brilliant idea. Brilliant. We haven't got a name for it yet, so if you got a cool punny name, I know you love puns. I do. I've got. We're looking at, we're looking at things I'm, like I'm already workshopping like five in my mind. We're right looking. Now. At, <laughs> we're looking at things like the Benefactory. <laughs> the give in i n n get it give in um my favorite so far is charity case <laughs> you should have a, an online contest you oh, should be awesome like you are that's a, that's great, a idea. great idea <laughs> okay pay attention to creative drunk uh, on all media we're gonna f- figure out some way to make an online contest to name our new upcoming charity bar um anyway once again really great to have uh kimmy winkler in from Novofogo Kashasa, uh jen marshall from rika vodka um and thanks yeah, for having us ladies thank you yeah. All right. Make that's it, it making, the, show this making the studio pretty this week. Yeah, exactly. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah. well, that's it for this week. Uh, check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. And until next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And cheers. cheers. Cheers, ladies. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.